Hey everybody, on this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 18, Lazarus. Get ready for an underwhelming revelation as well as a really random and super sweet Ford product placement shot. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. One of these days I'm going to learn a new dance move. No, yeah, tonight is tonight is not that yes. night. Yes. <laughs> little shoulder shimmy. Little shoulder shimmy. Welcome ready to the Destiny Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Of course, we're breaking down every episode of Destiny Survivor airing Wednesday nights on ABC. We've got the full panel back. Woo. Woo. Welcome You're back. back. Right. Welcome We're back. back, my friend. Oh, well, hooray for me. Hooray for me. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> it was a uh, much, much better show with three, especially with Michael Klaus in the lead. So no. I, yep. I saw the It tweets. was a much better show because of the Oreos, but that had nothing to do with me or you. Those the Oreos were good. Wow. You missed those. Oh, thanks for saving me one. I mean, I, <laughs> I saved one for Renee. But I and that was like that. weeks later. Mm. I could taste it. <laughs> but it was, but it was appreciated. It was a thought that counted. Thank you. Anyway, folks, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? I'm Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Hey, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Wherever you are all around the world, thank you for joining us. You can follow me away from the show on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only MC. Love to chat with you. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and check out my new article on my blog, 15 Reasons It's Great to Be Single, at sextingandthecity.com. Oh wow, there you go folks, and as always, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, hop in the chat. Michael Klaus has got that sweet iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. Look at that, the chat is up and running. It's lit, there you it's, go. Lit. It's, it's, it's lit. lit. It's lit. It's lit. Yes. So feel free to share your thoughts about the series in general, or this episode in particular. Uh, but real quick folks, uh, we got a hot Oreo uh, flavor for this evening that we'll be sampling. Uh, yeah, I got the most uh, risque uh, Oreo flavor, I think, out there right now. Um, it's there called are risque the spring, Oreo flavors? It's called the Spring Oreo. And one may think, like, oh, Renee, is that just the original Oreo with yellow filling? Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's um, fun because it's, uh, it's spring, and I wanted to spring into spring with you guys. So everyone take spring one. Spring into spring. It is that time of year, I suppose. But right? it also has on the uh, the cookie, has what, is it a, bu- a butterfly broken. or bumblebee or something? Um, yeah, yes, this is broken. a bumblebee. I know. So that's one. also, that's going to be a texture difference. So it really will be a huh. whole new experience Great. for all of you that I, you're welcome. Oh, I've got a dude with a mustache. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, look at Mine's that. Mine's a oh, shine on. Shine on. You Yours says shine on. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. me, love me not. Oh, which one is it? Love me, love me not. <laughs> oh, Go leave a comment uh, on Michael Klaus's right. cool little face. Instagram there and let go. him know which one it is. Woo! Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Loving the double stuff, as always, which all of these special flavors have been, like, double stuff. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. These taste like the regular ones. A lot of people comment that we should have milk, which I think they're hands-on right. I don't know how we're eating burritos all the time without milk. Uh, I don't <laughs> notice a big difference. Mm. It tastes exactly like They the taste OG like ones. exactly like Guys, it says right well, on the package that it's the same flavor. <laughs> it That's says why yellow, I got them. Yellow cream, <laughs> same taste. So with, oh, a, right, with, does. A, with an exclamation point. Alright. But they're double stuffed, so they are extra delicious. Yeah, I didn't know that they were double stuffed. I wouldn't know. Mm. Alright. So where do these fall? Uh, yeah, pretty much. The same ones. Maybe just a hair <laughs> over the peaks. But better because they're double stuffed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mm. know, it's like pretty uh, it's just a kind of standard flavor. Sort of. I hate that Michael 
texted us earlier saying, oh, get, just get double stuffed. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get double stuffed. And literally, I got double stuffed Oreos by accident. I mean, they're good. Yeah, because you like double stuffed. They're okay. I mean, they're better than majority of the Oreos we've tried. Not better than Lemon. birthday cake. Birthday Someone just birthday said uh, Kirkman eats Oreos all the time when he's not on camera. I believe that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I buy That's that. true. Yep, he's got a big, uh, big Oreo stash underneath his mm. desk. All right, speaking of uh, Tom Kirkman, why don't we break down this episode? Mm. Uh, of course, the big reveal at the end of the last episode was that Lozano was alive. Not really something out of left field, since we never saw an actual body yeah. during the first uh, raid after the assassination attempt. Was it, it, it not Mike? Which I think... I'm just gonna say I was not, I was like seventy percent on the mic train. <laughs> you ladies were like one hundred and fifty percent on the mic train that he is the bad guy. It's an easy reveal. This is what it's gonna be. Not Mike. But he was shady this episode. You have to admit. Okay, they set I think that Hannah up was perfectly. They, they set it up perfectly because we knew we were going to get the traitor reveals, and then every scene with Mike, he's like, "Oh, you uh, you think that? Do you uh, know what that would mean?" They built him up. He was in a lot of scenes, getting a lot of classified information. Oh, yeah. this is gonna be reveal of Mike. Not Mike. I love it. Not no, Mike, no. someone we've barely seen ever. No, see, I don't feel Mr. like Mike Whittaker. was being set up at all in this episode. I feel like he was just doing really? it. He was just making sure that they had all their I's dotted and their T's crossed. You can't just say this without actually having evidence. So he's making sure that everything that they had could be verified. They set him up a lot more as not a security guard, but an investigator tonight. Yeah. He's definitely like part of the team. Yeah. yeah. Respect. And so you, I... Man... People, some people were not uh, fans in the live chat when I was reading earlier. They're talking about the the setup, but I thought it was great. Really, I this I, you know it's a curveball for this show, which there's been a lot of predictability. Even this episode, there's a lot of predictability of what they're kind of going to go with. Uh, but I thought that was a good good swing that a lot of people missed on, which was great. But I think a lot of people missed on it because he was barely in the show. Yeah, at all. I'm, like, I'm more talking about it being not Mike, not the fact that it's oh, Mr. Whitaker. Okay, because I mean, honestly, I think if they revealed anyone, we could have been like, well, we suspected Aaron at one point, or oh, well, em I mean, Emily would have been a true shock, but it wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Yeah. But I feel like if it was any character that we've seen a lot, it would have been less shocking just because at one point we were kind of suspicious of like, are they good? Are they good of anyone? Whereas this guy, we've Apparently seen in three episodes. He's been in a couple episodes before. What we know about didn't him. didn't remember until you brought no. that up. But we know is he's Jay Whitaker. We saw him earlier in the episode where he was giving the security footage to Hannah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he has been in a couple episodes before, but really a behind-the-scenes guy, which are you guys surprised about that? Did you think it would be someone bigger? Well, when you have the promos keep telling you, like, uh, next week the traitor is revealed, like that, they really set it up like this is going to be a game-changer when you find this out. And yeah. then it's just this dude. You're like... Uh, all right. When the episode was over, I was like, is there more? Is, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Because I really expected it to be someone that we all knew and loved. And, I mean, if they make his backstory really interesting and we see just how far into the conspiracy he is, I'll still be interested. But I, I'm kind of indifferent at this point because I don't know that much about him. No, I feel like, yeah, you set audiences' expectations up, and I felt like this really under-delivered on it. Yeah. Really? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I think so. I agree. See, I I just look at this episode, and in general, uh, which is something that, that we can talk about, in that I think this episode set it up really well for f the next season. Of where we're questioning the entire time of like, where could they go? Are they going to catch someone? How's it going to be? I thought this episode, and we still have four left, that this episode did a fantastic job of setting it up for future seasons of where they could take this show. Great. Uh, I don't want to see multiple like super long seasons of 
this conspiracy. Not like this. Not if we're going to get underwhelming reveals like this. Yeah. yeah, they really built it up. Like, I thought we were going to see someone that truly shocked us as opposed to someone... Because, honestly, then it could have been anyone that's been in the show for two seconds. And that's not shocking because it's just a yeah. new character that is the traitor. It's not someone that's actually a traitor to us because we don't know them. Yeah. It was interesting that it's, I mean, so late in the game of their introducing, not introducing a new character, but basically introducing a new character. And they did that a couple times tonight. You're looking at the guy who tried to, Liam, who tried to take down Hookstratton, another new character. Uh, this situation, another new character. Uh, and I think there was a third one. Uh, yeah, person leaking information to Hookstratton. Someone we only met in this episode. Man behind the conspiracy. Person we just Patrick met in this episode. Lloyd. The White House mole. Someone that we barely knew. So it's interesting this late in the game. But again, you're looking at this as not a one season show. So you you will always need to introduce new people. True, but I think if you're gonna like Renee was saying, if you're gonna set people up, it would have been nice to have like had them seated a little bit more and having been more involved. So that when this reveal does come, it has a little bit more impact than to somebody. But it's someone that yeah. they still need to be able to search out then, because it, it opens that it opens it up so that we don't know much about this person. So we need to find out. That Wait, will take episodes. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to find out about this guy. Whereas if it was Mike, it's like, oh, we already know about him. Okay, next. I would have preferred him even being like in the background for the whole season, or not even the whole mm-hmm. season, but at least like. 10 episodes. Like, kind of someone we see and we're like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. I had no idea. He was always, like, in the background or he said one line. Like, someone that we think nothing mm-hmm. of, yeah. but we know. I know yeah. the whole, when this was revealed, all of us were like, have we seen that guy before? Uh, yeah. Hmm. At least if we were a little bit more familiar with him, it, it, I would have had, like, a more surprised reaction or just been more invo- emotionally invested in it. Now you're going to have to tell me how far into this he was. And it's like giving the... You're going backwards now where I'd, I'm like, okay, cool. I guess that was who it was, but... Because if, if it had been somebody we'd known more, then it's basically the audience knows something that the characters within the show don't. And then that's yeah. the suspense of figuring out, are they going to find out the truth about him this episode? So at least you have some kind of vested interest. Now you're like, all right, well, pretty much like any time they've found anybody else in the conspiracy, he's going to last maybe another episode, and then he's going to get killed before he can give any information. I, uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Uh, earlier in the live chat when we first logged on, people were like, oh, what are the odds that the two main bad guys are now old, gray-haired white men? Touche, touche. So we also, uh, as we're picking up there, we saw uh, uh, Hannah and Jason watching uh, uh, Lozano get back. And then, of course, they get a nice little action sequence as they get spotted in the tree line, and they take off, and Jason gets shot. Man down. I think the whole premise of these people being everyday people is is interesting. And even then, I mean, you're looking at these and you're like, why is he surrounded by these uh, just people with like, you think they're like people with pitchforks, like country folk (laughs) with all their guns. And you're like, what in the world? It's interesting. But I think, again, that sets up for the future of it. It could be anyone. You mm-hmm. never know who is with this conspiracy. And I think that's something that I hope we see more of next week. They kind of tease where we're going to see a speech or something. But Yeah. Uh, we also have the other uh, other thread here as we're talking about Hannah and Jason trying to uncover the conspiracy. We have our our deep throat, this this guy we barely know, uh, kind of steering Abe Leonard through the course of the episode, kind of giving him pieces. And I, like how Christine was saying, like, boy, he's like giving him like stuff like like three or four steps behind. Yeah. I'm like, why is he still asking about Majid Nassar? I'm like, can you, you got to hurry up here. There's so much more happening. I feel like he's trying to control the narrative and try to discredit Hannah and Jason and yeah. the, the, their traditional federal government to make them look like uh, they have something to hide with this. So that's, I feel like that's what he's doing with Abe. I mean... 
it's going to come out sooner or later. There was an interesting on uh, Instagram they do. If you don't follow Disney Survivor on Instagram, go to it. They do in their story every Wednesday uh, interviews with some characters talking about the plot. And they did uh, Aiden Kanto this time. And he actually talked about Aid Leonard and said, is he searching for the truth or is he trying to bring the government down? Or like how much is it going to be work versus what we talked about last week, work versus the good for the country? I don't know. I, it feels like Abe's being kind of managed and kind of steered in one Absolutely. direction. Absolutely. Uh, without having the full context of everything. And you, you called that last week, I believe. Oh, no, my gosh. You weren't here last no, week. I called Who that call- exactly last <laughs> week, guys. Remember that? Remember that moment? <laughs> Who called and you? Then, called and that. then we high-fived. I thought- and we froze so, for right. a second. Frank and I look a lot alike. <laughs> no, we. this is the better version. <laughs> For sure. Stop it. That's it before. This uh, is like the dark after. Uh. <laughs> um. No, but we, we did kind of touch on like how he'd be used mm-hmm. and if he'd like have some sort of moral compass and later turn on to the, mm-hmm. to the good side or if he'd be manipulated by the conspirators to put something out there that do they want. Do you think that he is allowing him? Do you see him at fault in any of this? Or if all this kind of goes down where he is playing a role and kind of being played, do you see him at fault? Abe? I don't yes. see him at fault. He's doing his job. Because he's following he's following the information but, that he has in front of him. Yeah. He doesn't... He but thinks he's doing something good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, he might think he's doing something good, but at a certain point, you realize this is not good for the country and I could be involved in a conspiracy. Like, you have to have the wherewithal to know that. Right? He, he should, but I think he's also been so slighted by the White House. He's probably just mm-hmm. on his own rampage. Like, because Seth shut him down, everybody else shut him down and, ma- and discredited him. Like, but does that make him innocent? It doesn't make him innocent, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that'll be his motive. That'll be his excuse. Or yeah, no one else is giving him any information. Finally, someone is. He doesn't know who it is. Yeah, but finally, so they're going. He's going to listen. And so far, I mean, this guy has proved to be right. So why not continue to listen to him? And thus far, he hasn't made him do anything that bad or really bad at all no and this is a nice kind of twist towards the standard formula because usually it'd be like a corrupt government and then the the reporter's getting information from somebody that knows the truth about the conspiracy Mm -hmm. this time you're having somebody from the conspiracy feeding misinformation to a reporter and he's just following because he thinks that's oh wait I'm doing the right thing following Mm -hmm. misinformation poor Abe Poor Abe. Poor Abe. Doesn't even Poor know. Abe. Doesn't even know. Do you think he'll make this season? Like, oh, he's make gonna it out die. Alive? Yeah. I stick by my prediction. I know you guys read about the manipulation, but that conversation he had with Seth was still for a reason. He's gonna die, and Seth is gonna be like, wait a second. This guy was acting weird and paranoid. <laughs> like Renee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, like, at the end of the episode, when he's meeting Deep Throat, and he says, all right, I'm gonna leave now, don't follow me. And then he walks around the corner, and then Abe follows him. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, Oh, okay. That All was right. definitely a reveal for the show more than what would actually happen yeah. in real life. But then again, <laughs> how many times have we said that for the show? So, it doesn't follow the normal rules of reality in the show. Every, nope. every cliche you think it happen ha- will happen. Hashtag like, Hannah being alone all the time. Right? I don't need backup. I know. For now. It was for now, Renee. <laughs> Hashtag let me stay in a shady hotel. Yeah, what is up with that? I mean, before when she was still supposed to be, like, hidden and working in secret, they had her working in, like, some secret bunker and, like, really closed away, but, like, she stays in a motel and goes home by herself every day. That was you. What the hell is that? That was you who said during the show, you were like, so wait, now she's in the open or she's so much for laying low? Was that you who said that? that was Frank. Was that you? (laughs) Renee and I look a lot alike, too. Renee and Frank look a lot alike. There you go. Again, another example of the before the season. We know each other so well on this show. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Was it you? You? That's right. But you you were right. 
Yeah, what happened to Hannah like being <laughs> undercover? Nobody's gonna know that she exists. Nobody's gonna know that she's alive. And yet she's talking to her big bad guy. She goes right up to him, and of course the investigation. I'm like, what is this? I mean, but she follows even... up leads. She goes on road trips. She doesn't care. She's no. yeah. out there, like. But then whatever. stays at that motel. Like after she confronts this guy who's clearly dangerous, who she knows is dangerous because he's reading straight from this book that she has. Like. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go back to your creepy little motel by yourself, and yeah. then she's like, "Oh, it's fine. I'll just... Oh, it's safe." And then, girl, first you shouldn't be alone. Don't travel girl. alone. Bring a buddy. Well, she checked her door, yeah, to make sure it hadn't been disturbed. Does she have that little like pen on her? Just so convenient. Yes. I was like, okay. Do you carry around a black light? That's a need to know basis, and you don't need to know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, Anthony lowered the lights here in the, <laughs> in the studio. Let's find out what Michael has been up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, the, this is the only newspaper action being written about here. A political website has a uh, letter that's been leaked about Hook Stratton's involvement because finally the issue is, is Hook Stratton going to be VP? Is she, is she not? She's helped pass this gun control bill. And now finally uh, Tom says, you know what? I want you to be VP. My daughter would love to have the first female vice president in the office. Michael loved that. He teared up. I saw Sweet a tear pee. rolling down. No, I, that was just one of many things to said, but that there there. are Good and bad staying up on, like, current events of, like, I mean, you're talking about gun control, big. Uh, what else did they have that I thought was, uh, like, current events? I know I wrote some stuff down. Obviously, they have Hook Stratton as VP and, like, a first front female VP. Body cameras, they mentioned that at the beginning. And I think it's good. I think it's good and bad. Uh, I think that was one of, like, the more predictable things that you're like, okay, yeah, TV show. Like, I don't, I don't hate it, obviously. I mean... I we could have had it before. I mean, there's been times uh, McCain, Palin, and obviously Hillary uh, this time. So I, d- I don't hate it, but I think that was one of the times where I was like, Meh. I mean, I guess you're, you're pushing an agenda a little bit. Would you have wanted to see because the gun control is built up as such a major uh, point of an episode a few episodes back, mm-hmm. uh, but now all of a sudden it's basically now to the point where it's all right, guess what? We're signing it into law right now. We missed all the stuff about you know, hey, we're going to work on the work on the language in the house. Mm-hmm. We missed all that. Would you have wanted to see any no. of the kind of back and forth about that? You're happy just to jump in. And I think and I speak done. for the live chat who hates the politics of it. They're they, not hate, they hate the entire politics of the show, which, again, is not bad. I think it's boring to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm glad that we skipped over the politics. I think it would have been overkill if they kept going yes. on about that. Like, yeah. w- the, episode that, the, when the episodes that they addressed it, I thought were very intriguing. I really liked watching them, but at this point, if they really kept it going, I would have been bored. So I'm happy that they just kind of signed the paper and it's all good. So, of course, it gets leaked out about uh, Hook Stratton's kind of Turkish delight. I like that little article yeah. title right there. <laughs> yeah. About uh, she's basically uh, there, and they're, they're, the question is, like, did she receive gifts in exchange for a, a weapons package? Quote, Ivan, no more political crap, four exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it! So now she's going to be called into the, uh, the, how, uh, the, the, how, uh, the Ethics Commission. Uh, at the House Ethics Committee and the idea is like well she's going to be kind of a dead duck that's everybody's uh, kind of viewing her at and Emily says to Tom we should cut her loose and Tom says you know I don't want to stand by her would you guys stand would you guys stand by somebody in that situation or would you like we got to just cut her loose this is why I'm not in politics I have no idea what I would do I mean maybe I mean me personally I might just let her go but I know someone like Kirkman he who you know his moral compass is always due north he's always going to want to help her and she stuck her neck out for him so 
I think that's the Kirkman thing to do, which is to help her. The Kirkman thing to do. It, I mean, it is. It is. We have to stand by her. I don't care. Like, he's so just, I'm going to save the your, day. Is that your Tom Kirkman impression? Look Will you do it a little bit more? Everybody close your eyes. Wait, throw on, like, throw on Frank's glasses. <laughs> Come on. Frank's glasses. Come on. Let's see Come the on. Tom Kirkman impression. Do your best Tom Kirkman impression. Christine. Wow. Yeah. If I could see. There you go, see. <laughs> Look into the camera. Okay, you got this. Presidential. <clears throat> we need to stand by Senator Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. This is why I'm not an actress on the show. That was that was great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. I loved every second of it. You should do it. You got the glasses. What's <laughs> 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 going on? Ah, perfect. All right. Okay. <laughs> I think it fits with the overarching theme of the show, where they're really like, you know what? Forget how DC has operated with politics, yeah. and we're going to go to the people, which obviously is is another huge thing right now. Uh, which is how Trump got elected. In that, you know, oh, it's an allegation, but everyone knows that it's it's crap, and so call the crap. And push forward with it, which I appreciated Kirkman doing because I think it follows in line with everything that we've seen about him and his character. And so I'm glad that they did that, did that, and didn't have him flip flop. Uh, I wish I, you know, would have. I guess they maybe talk about it next episode. Kind of seen the follow through of all that, uh, where if she actually went public with the guy with Liam's information, if you know they gave a press speech or something. But hopefully that's something that gets touched on. But I'm glad that they did it. It fits with this character. So mm-hmm. do you think we're still going to be seeing next episode her in front of the, uh, the ethics yes. committee? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. For sure. And is she going to th- throw Liam under the bus or is she going to just try to defend herself just on what the integrity of what she did? I don't know. It's tough to say. I think whatever she's – I mean, she's she's very well-spoken and I feel like she like knows what she's doing. So I feel like if throwing Liam under the bus – Will be the, is the only solution she'll use it, but I think if she can somehow get around that and just make a powerful speech, she'll do that. So I don't know; it's hard to say. That's probably her only play. That's like her leverage to use. But I mean, mm. the people who could be involved in this conspiracy could be behind the House, House Ethics Committee trying to get her out of power to maybe put someone else in who serves their best interests. So I, I think that'll be revealed during that whole. I, I do want to point out in the live chat that people are a fan of you in the glasses. Oh really? Oh. We have Glenn Williams and Michael Martinez, both big fans. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks. (laughs) How's my impression, though? That was a better question. That was a great impression. That was awful, but... I wish it was was the whole episode that you did it for, but two seconds was I'd rather, like, turn into Jack Bauer than Tom Kirkman, to be real, but... Do we need to see that impression? Yeah. I want to see you do that impression. No, You are so animated, Michael. Come on. Do it. <laughs> All right, so what's the next topic? Like <laughs> <laughs> next topic. So I feel it because uh, we find out that uh, the person that leaked this was uh, Liam, who used to work for Hook Stratton mm-hmm. 12 years ago, and she could have fired him, but she let, gave him the opportunity to resign because he was taking money from lobbyists. But she's kept all the evidence and passed this on to Bowman. So I feel like this is kind of a way to at least, by calling, making sure that Bowman is not going to continue to pursue this because realizing that, yeah, with Liam, that's not a very trustworthy source on this. She laid down the Trump card, which was like, yeah, you go, girl. You be a boss. Like, as the person's leaving, you're like, wow, she is, like, out of option. And then she's like, actually, boom, yeah. boom, boom. She's pretty stealth with her timing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. That's all we've seen with her. 
Well, we saw get knocked down. Uh, get we saw that early in the episode. <laughs> nice. Where uh, we've got uh, Seth and Abe and Aaron talking about that, and the uh, Seth and Ar- Seth and Emily and a- uh, Aaron talking about it. And by what's so great about Hookstraden as opposed to Tom is that he's not a politician; she is, and she will be a bulldog about stuff, and that could be yeah. a nice thing. But I also feel like this is also a slam on Aaron as well because you know sometimes opposites attract. And uh, not always. And I feel like yeah. poor Aaron, Aaron always getting dissed by Emily. I still don't understand why, because the only reason they broke up was because she thought he was evil and he wasn't. And she's still being, like, feisty. She's playing hard she's to get. Job. I think so. she's really concerned with work right now. I think she's she's busy. I mean, obviously, she just took over the new role, <laughs> and busy, so okay? she doesn't want to have a relationship. <laughs> she doesn't have time on Netflix and chill. Like, come she on, doesn't have time on Netflix like, and chill. No not ready for enough. a relationship. I mean, if they can't find Hannah Wells a place to chill in the White House, obviously there's no beds available. <laughs> this isn't Grey's Anatomy. The uh, head over to Hannah for a second. When she was in the White House, and she was basically at the end of the day, and Forrestal comes and says, "Hey, you know, call it a night. You've you know, you're exhausted. We, even though we know it's this guy, Paul. It's one thing knowing it, but another thing proving it. Go home." And I felt like. It took forever for her to want to say, all right, I guess, you know, I want to go back to the hotel. But it was like, are they trying to set these two up? It also felt like that moment, like, what should I do? We should have known that was going to happen just Stay from with there. me if you want. Stay with me if you want. Real yeah, quick, you know what I want to point out? I just thought about this. You know who Liam looks like? He looks like the bad, is anybody else reminded of the bad guy from uh, the Green Mile? That, like, creepy guy in the jail? <laughs> similar haircut, similar build, like a shorter guy. I, I'm trying to look up his uh, specific name. And it's killing me that I can't find it. But yeah, Telling all of us. The, the creepy guy <laughs> from the Green Mile. I don't know why I just thought that. Maybe I was alone. Maybe we didn't need to know this information. <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> so of course, once we find out that Lozano's alive, uh, the first thing Emily and Jason make it back, even though Jason's getting uh, recouping from the gunshot wound. But Hannah's with Forstel and Mike says, "Hey, it's uh, Lozano. Uh, are you sure? Well, yeah. So, but Hannah wants to go and see the actual body that they found and." pulls up some ID and they figure out that they somebody switched it in the system. That the, the fingerprints still go to Lozano even though it's not really Lozano's body. So only somebody that has high up access in the White House could have actually made the switch. So there's a mole. We know there's a mole in there. Mm, great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we do find out though that Hannah's able to keep working it and she finds out it's this gentleman that uh, was basically uh, working for the, uh, the was it Browning whatever it was Browning, Browning Reed. Reed Browning Reed and so the CEO of that company uh, or seems to be our new person of interest Shady yes uh, and so as we talked about Hannah and Force will go and talk to them and what I thought about too was that just did anybody notice that ridiculous Ford product placement shot like after they're oh talking oh my god yeah. the longest scene it's like push oh to start man. and then they walking <laughs> to it and then yes. they wouldn't stop with the shots of them walking to the car getting in the car like we get it there, Ford I, takes you places great there, there could have been a much better way to incorporate that it was just like why are we seeing them auto start this car what was the, what was the point of this Unless the car could actually Add be driven money. up to them and pick them up, uh, then I'd be like, <laughs> "All right, then that's cool." But uh, so this is our guy, and he is just—he's uh, made so much money after nine eleven, after like two billion dollars worth of contracts, and but he's become disillusioned by the government. So he's got enough money and enough power that he's gone even far alt right to actually do something about uh, mm-hmm. radicalizing all these other people that feel kind of disenfranchised by the United States government. It's interesting that they dropped that. Like, he has these like alt right connections and. Um, I think they said the same thing about Patrick Lloyd in this episode. I think that's definitely drawing a parallel to, like, present day with, you know, just alt-right people trying to make 
infiltrate politics a little bit and make a name for themselves. That's right. I kept on calling this guy Paul Lloyd for a while. So thank you, Christine. Oh, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, thank you. He's a worry. he's like a boss, though. I mean, he's he, they were absolutely right, and he would be a hard guy to take down. They're yeah. saying he's got connections, and the way he stood up to them is like, I, kn- I know it. You know I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty, but good luck proving it. That's true. Because, I mean, even Hannah says, like, yeah, everybody that we saw back there where we were going to that town, they've all just disappeared. So there's no way for us even to try to find some kind of, like, starting point to start breaking people down to get to them as well. So how do you find these people after they've already kind of gone underground again? They've always been off the grid. I think that was their biggest strength. Let's go off the grid, you guys, this summer. You want to do it? Once yeah, the show goes into, go. you know, let's, on a hiatus. Sometimes, sometimes going off the grid. the grid is nice, man. You go camping out in no cell phone service. Oh, yeah, you walk around you know, the cliffside with your shirt off, take some pictures. <laughs> For you? Is that, what, you, is that what you're about, Frank? <laughs> That's what you're about. The only MC. Check uh, <laughs> it out. Oh, plug, my plug. goodness. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that six-pack hanging out up there. <laughs> 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 On that cliffside. Oh, oh man. man. There you go. But he didn't have cell service, okay? Did not That's have cell service. Didn't need, <laughs> he took the picture and waited till later. Like, disconnected from life. What you guys talking about? That's <laughs> He had to just wait until the, you know, until the LTE came back in. All right, I'm good to go. Post? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Trust me, it's all wow. envy from this side. I, it's just it envy. all love. Yeah. So do you all think, love. someone brought this up in the live chat, do you think that uh, this guy wrote Pax Americana, or is he just quoting it? Because he quotes it. Yeah. Did he write it? Is he, like, literally the guy, do we think? I think so. It feels like, yeah, if you're going to kind of, like, an, uh, sort of like an L. Ron Hubbard, you're going to write your kind of, you know. This is, like, manifesto. Yes. Yeah, if he wrote it, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, that was a direct quote. However, we don't know. Maybe all of those people quote directly from it, you know? We don't We don't really know the people. We've barely spoken to them. We've seen them, and they're, they're like, um, you're going the wrong way, and then they, like, sent them back. Like, that's all we've seen of the people. We don't know if they actually quote it like he did. The nice thing, though, is at least seeing the trailers from next week's episode is we finally get to see him doing stuff. So it's going to be yeah. nice to see people from that Pax Americana so we can kind of see, maybe learn about their point of view and why they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish. It was interesting in that in that tease, they show him at a rally where I don't think that was a rally for Pax Americana because I think those people look too professional. It more looked like a public speech. Yeah. I mean, am I right when you look at the comparison of who we've already seen that's a Pax Americana follower, whether it's in the town or at the bonfire where the helicopter lands, versus who we saw in that tease? It was like rednecks and professionals. Well, that's very presumptuous. But is it like they're everywhere, though? Are they all over the place? Is it just there? Like that maybe like one kind of or one type of people we've seen, but maybe it's a lot of different kind of people supporting this. Because kind of what they what they've what we saw where they're like, they're hiding in plain sight. They're everywhere. This could be anyone. I don't think it would just be the people that we saw. People in the live chat are very kind of split between whether he's the main guy or not. Uh, Ivan says that I think Lloyd is the leader of the true believers. Other people saying group effort. Micah Martinez, I feel like Lloyd is working with another mole in the White House. Uh, I'm assuming that means he's going to be kind of a co-leader. And then... Omega the Red, if not the main guy, he's a top go- top guy. In Super Mario Nintendo, Lloyd is not the guy. I could seeing it. I could see it being two people. I was thinking the same thing, like co leadership. That way, they, yeah. That brains, way, they can have like a second reveal. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, one thing is we're talking about our mole in the White House. So we got our, it's our home, Homeland Security guy. They gives Hannah all this footage of what happened at the building uh, at, right after moments after the assassination attempt happened because they're trying to track uh, uh, Lorenzo, uh, Larzano, Lozano, Lozano. Lozano's movements after the assassination attempt. But why give her the flash drive that also has a footage about 21 hours later that, that the real Lozano ends up leaving the building? If you're trying to kind of throw her off the track, why would you give her any footage that might possibly reveal what he really did? Yeah, it's not something that would, I guess, tip the hand to be like, wow, he didn't provide me with this, though. Because she didn't ask for it, I don't think. So, yeah, that's a good question of if he's trying to prove his innocence, but I don't know where that would go to prove his innocence. Unless she asks for something that, you know, we don't know, that she just wanted all the footage. Yeah. I guess so. But it's, I also feel like that if you knew what he did and you also know you have footage of it, why would you give that to her? I would want to just like, you know, oh, I'd come up with at least some excuse or some reason why you didn't have to have that footage. Because why throw her, why even let her see that the real Lozano's alive? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That is interesting. That's a good point. Uh, but we do find out at the end of the episode that Hannah does get uh, drugged in a really like just a nice long, slow <laughs> sequence of the syringe going in the neck and the people coming out of the van and running all in kind of blurry slow motion <laughs> the white towards van. her. Yes. <laughs> the bald guy. We saw a bald guy. We saw a bald guy. Yes. That's who you were thinking of, that bald guy. I thought in that sequence that we were going to see someone else. Like the way yeah. they were like running and slow and kind of blurring it out. I'm like, are we going to see... Mike. Mike. <laughs> you wanted it to be Mike. You were 150% in on Mike. Nope. Mike's a good guy. Just like Aaron's a good guy. You're so proud Who of else that. have you already judged in this show that is also good? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> but I th- again, I think that I love the fact that He that. also thought Steve was alive. <laughs> Don't you so- say his name. <laughs> So serious. What if he is actually the real head? They've faked Listen. one body. They can fake others. Let it go. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> but I feel like that's the thing that a sh- the show could pull off. They could bring back, I think his name was Scott. Not Steve. Oh, Scott. Scott. Oh, God. God. Get, I was trying to skip over True it and not embarrass you, but. But oh. they could definitely bring it up at the end. I feel like the person would be most excited. Michael Klaus would, would jump out of his his clothes right there and run around. Like I'd retire from this show. You know what? It doesn't, get, <laughs> doesn't get any better than my man Scott coming back. <laughs> like forget season two, you're done. Hmm. Oh, the other struggle we had this episode too is that we figured out uh, for Hook Stratton to try to kind of rally support around her is that the idea was it, it's interesting that the the White House would write like an op-ed piece and then they try to get somebody to kind of uh, sign off on it and so they could get it published in a, in a bigger newspaper. Do you think this is a reflection on his presidency or simply sticking again with Hook Stratton? Do you see this biting him? Because they started the episode where he's on a big high. Middle of the episode, it's like you can't even get someone to take an op-ed. Do you think that is a reflection on him or still just on Hook Stratton? I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's been set up to be Hook Stratton because the way everybody said nobody wants to support a dead duck. Yeah, I, I think like, so too. Yeah, So I don't think it's a reflection on him. Yeah, I think it's a reflection on her, and it's putting him in a position now to either be that p- typical DC politician and like cut and loose while she's could bring him down, or stick by her and be the good Kirkman that we know him to be. I mean, if it was the other way around, she wouldn't stick by him. We know that. Um, maybe now she, she said she, that. Well, maybe now, but now. she said she wouldn't be before. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, she has a lot more to gain by sticking by him. Now. Little, yeah, but they had a nice little talk there at the beginning of the episode about how they didn't really trust each other at the beginning, but now they seem to really be able to work together very well. But at the same time, she, I still think she'll look out for herself first. Like, I mean, I'm... Well, now, she's, a, she's in politics. So yeah. she knows, I guess, more than him of, listen, this is the political thing to do. She knows how to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I did like that scene of her telling Tom, like, you know, certainly the the Senate, uh, as people like after uh, the Capitol bombing, these are people that are just kind of, they, they, they took these people's places. They're kind of like their backups. But the House was all elected, and it's all young people kind of new to the game. Mm-hmm. So they really want to uh, challenge Hook Stratton and maybe kind of usher her out. So they see it, any blood in the water is going to be their opportunity to try to pounce on her. I don't think they'll make it. You don't think so? No. You think Bowman? She's I, a bulldog. She's a bulldog. <laughs> You don't think that Montana Bowman's going to be able to... I can't with it. I really can't I, He's with so him. annoying. I can't. Do you think he's part of the conspiracy? Mm. I don't think so. No, I think he's just a dick. I just... That's how I was going to say the same thing. I just think he's a dick. Like, but he's talking to Aaron, and he says, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, what? Whoa, speaking <laughs> of impressions tonight, look <laughs> at that good. one. <laughs> Guys, it was like Bowman was in the room, huh? Yeah, that. he like barely <laughs> opened his mouth when he says, like, you, sh- you shut your mouth. <laughs> like, it was like... <laughs> Steven says I have a new theory what if Scott is alive and undercover or maybe even part of the conspiracy and he saves Hannah look how excited I'm not saying that I want that to happen but if it did happen would I be disappointed what if he's the bald guy and he rips off his mask and that's it? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he lost all his hair in the bombing. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why he's bald. There it's all go. making sense. That's true. That would be a reveal that I know like, all of us would be like, who? Who? <laughs> that's how I felt about this episode. <laughs> that's right. Right? Uh, we have. Like, what? Like, Do we know him? He wouldn't be the most unknown Doesn't character. Doesn't even go here. Doesn't <laughs> even go here. <laughs> mean Girls, got it. <laughs> yes. No. So, <laughs> does the reveal of the mole and the fact that we're kind of feeling it, for the most part, most of us, Michael Klaus is a big, big thumbs up on this reveal of this uh, of our Homeland Security guy as the, the deep throat. But I feel like the rest of us are kind of lackluster about it. Does it kind of, like, kind of temper your expectations about where the season finale is going to lead? If this is their kind of, they've teased this so much and the reveal was just kind of, eh? I'll add to that, and because obviously you, you know my opinion, but I'll add to that and say, in addition to what your thoughts will be on the season finale, are you excited for next season and maybe future seasons with how they play this up? And I want to hear from everyone in the live chat as well. Thoughts? That's a good question to pose. I mean, I've been saying this for a couple episodes now that I've been waiting for something from the conspirators' point of view to really give us a lot more information that we need instead of finding out it like about it by breadcrumbs from every episode if Hannah finds something or not um, I mean I can see why they introduced these characters like you said to set it up for season two but I really just need to see more from their perspective for me to care enough going into next season because this reveal did nothing for me so I don't know how from here I'm gonna stay interested to find out more and like what their next plan is I mean the only thing I see happening is like um, I guess they teased it a little bit in the next week that them trying to take over the presidency and, you know, infiltrate the government on, on all levels, probably starting with Hookstrat and then going up to Kirkman and kind of dismantling what they've built. So um, that's what I see happening next. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yes, this reveal was underwhelming for me. But at the same time, the more we learn about these people, the more interested I am. Like, mm-hmm. I am interested to learn more about the, um, this conspiracy. 
I'm just disappointed that they made such a big deal of this being a traitor. Oh my god, mm-hmm. someone we know. And yeah. then it's like some guy we maybe saw in two episodes. Maybe I've just had more realistic expectations knowing how let down I was like the first half of the show You're where right. I'm like, I don't really know what to expect anymore and I'm not setting my standards high. But they are finally, I, st- I stick to my word, they're in the, they, they have a flow. I'm all about the flow now. And I think that they're going to really surprise us in the season finale. I honestly think that they, because it's only, what, two episodes left? Four. So, three. Three? Yeah. What? And only there's 21 episodes a season. This is number 18. Okay, so three episodes. So two, and, and even the series is like two more sure? se- episodes I think it's 20, before the I think it's 22 finale. episodes. 21. They said two episodes left till the season finale. So that's three episodes. So, yeah. so maybe this the last one's like a double uh, episode? I don't know. Could be. That could be a case. Anyways, so the, <laughs> the three episodes left, they're not going to have some like huge reveal that's going to really shake us. I think they're going to save that for the season finale. Though I wish they didn't hype it up as much as they did, because like, who on earth is this guy? And like, why they, do we care? Yeah, I guess you have to divorce like the promo department from the the production of the show. So I mean, the promo department's going to do whatever they can to get viewers to come watch this episode. So yeah. the traitor. Yeah, I'm sure probably I'm sure producers are like, geez, guys, the, the reveal's not that uh, that huge. Don't really. It's all about <laughs> the traitor. <laughs> Because even looking at the Twitter, I uh, just let reactions are like, huh? What? Who? This <laughs> Seriously. It All say, reactions. It does say that there's 22 episodes, but yeah, the last episode for is episode 21 on May 17th. So I'm thinking that it might be two, because it was a 22-episode order. So maybe they are doing something two with Two-hour episode? Yeah, they might do it. They'll yeah. probably do. It would make sense. What Ooh. else comes on before this? I, I None don't of know. us know. <laughs> what comes out? Oh, the isn't the Goldbergs? Uh, the Goldbergs is an ABC show, I believe. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Oh, learn something new. <laughs> um, so, getting back to the live chat, because I asked the question, uh, Stephen says that he does not have high hopes uh, for two seasons. He says that they are going to get two seasons at most three if they're lucky. Um, someone else said that they hoped it goes, I think, to the way of like West Wing. It was interesting that we kind of had a little bit of, like, scandal tonight. Obviously, with everything that's going on with Hookstrad and kind of drawing that in as far as ties to other political shows. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, given this, I can't imagine... And we've talked about this before, but I can't imagine this particular conspiracy giving us a long run like Scandal has. you got to really kind of change it up and do something different if you want to go seven, eight seasons. Or just never end like Grey's Anatomy. Oof. You'd love that show. <laughs> I actually do, but they're like they're still going. They're pushing it. They really though. McDreamy's coming back. Don't lie to no, anyone. That was gotta happen. He's back. He is still alive. He was uh, he was caught. He was he was set, he was put in suspended animation. He's fine. He's gonna be coming back, you guys. Get ready. It's gonna be exciting. All right. So why don't we do a couple uh, predictions as we're getting ready? We're talking about the future. Let's see what the uh, the future holds for some of our thoughts about some episodes. Not it. Not it. I think that... (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Okay, so obviously they're not killing Hannah, which I really don't get, because why keep her? I mean, maybe they'll use her as leverage, but I think Hannah, we're going to see her captive for a while, but then she's going to escape somehow. But then no one's going to know where she is because she escaped, but the government won't won't know she is, the conspiracy won't know where she is, and we'll be like, oh my God, where's Hannah? Um, And I also think that Scott is dead. What do you think, Michael? I don't even want to discuss that last thing that you talked about. <laughs> it hurts too much. 
Um, no, I, I something that we haven't talked about with Hannah being taken is the phone call that she had right before with Jason. Mm-hmm. She says, I need you to do this. And I think that will definitely come into play next episode. And I do not see that she is going to die. And I see that she's going to get found and or somehow be able to escape. I do not see her in captivity for more than one, maybe two episodes. Definitely by the season finale, she is going to be back out. And I hope that Hook Stratton, Hook Stratton gets the VP spot, that they stick it out with her. And I think they are going to. I think she's going to come up with the evidence and be like, listen. Boom. Like have a boss moment. Have another (laughs) boss moment, which, again, I loved this episode. So I'm hoping I see another one. Good for her. Yeah. I agree. I definitely want to see more of Hook Stratton. Um, I do think, though, that Hannah's going to be used as leverage to get something from Kirkman. Because you see in the promo that he finds out later that she's missing. And he seems so frazzled by it. So... I think she'll just be used to get something out of him and um, they'll probably leverage some sort of story or something to make them give her uh, get what they want to get her back. Uh, who do you think gets on the phone with Hannah's captors and pulls a Liam Neeson from Taken? Will it be Mike? <laughs> Will it be Jason? I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> It'll be Kirkman. It'll be the power right. coming out. Just like... Don't make me switch roles, okay? <laughs> I'll find you and I will kill you. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I, I, my, my confidence is shaky right now about the about this season, uh, given this lackluster reveal. So I'm, I don't have uh, very high hopes at this moment. I'm ready, willing, and open to being uh, convinced and turned around. But right now, I just uh, I feel like it's on a downward slide. We're just going to have a very Leo-heavy episode next week. Oh, no. <laughs> don't say things like that. <laughs> Leo's focusing on his homework right now. That's he doesn't right. need to be Look at that. involved in anything <laughs> at all. Oh, but we did go full circle and get to have Tom actually talking to his daughter about the first Sleepy. first girl, yeah, first girl Phoebe. And uh, a little sweet moment. Cute. Did you enjoy that? At least that little book ended? I'm glad they didn't sell Leo. <laughs> Wow. Wow. It's no love. Okay. They were like, oh, Leo's upstairs. Do you want to come see him? No. No. (laughs) Kirk was like, no, 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 that's okay. (laughs) Thank goodness. Good. Can only imagine the hate people be given on this episode if we saw Leo at the end. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show. Go get your spring Oreos. Double stuff, regular, fantastic. There you go. Anybody want one for the road? Michael Klaus does. Going to Hawaii in a month. Can't do that to myself. They look good, they look delicious. I'm resisting the temptation. They're actually very, like, broken and weird looking. They are. Yeah. What's going <laughs> this, on? This, this was not a pretty package. It's a bad spring. Nah, I'm all right. Sure? All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. But the conversation doesn't stop here. If you want to continue to talk with us even after the show's over, Renee, where can they find you? Hey, guys, you can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and on Twitter and read my new blog post, 15 Reasons It's Great to Be Single, on sextinginthecity.com. Great name, by the way. You can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only MC. I as well came out with a show this week. I have a show called Bios. It's a motivational interview series. If you want some daily motivation or inspiration, check it out. It's on my Facebook, but you can also find all that information on my Twitter and Instagram. Dope. Um, I don't have anything to shamelessly plug, but I'm Christine Alexis, and you can find me all over social media at Christine Bean. Uh, I ate a pretzel today. Um, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, everybody, I'm Frank That trumps it all. There you go. Uh, it was a free pretzel from What's Breaking Pretzels. Breaking news. There you go. Free? Hot, free. Did National Pretzel Day. Did it come with <gasps> cheese? 
Well, I guess you could have bought the cheese if you wanted to. Didn't mm. know that. Yeah, National Pretzel Day. Got a delicious wetzel pretzel. Plain or salted, whichever your choice was. Didn't get plain, did you? Doggone No, I'm not a jerk. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show. We'll see you back here next Wednesday night for hopefully a much more entertaining show of Designated Survivor right here on AfterBuzz TV. Adios. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz! See you later! Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.